it's Crystal. Hey, it's Jessica. We're two friends in two different chapters of life coming together to chat about life, love, work, family drama, and everything in between. Join us as we lean into living out loud and navigating through life's messy challenges on this journey to find joy in being intentionally human. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Intentionally Human. We're here tonight. We're going to be talking about a really interesting scenario that's happened and I want to pick Jessica's brain and get her thoughts on it. Are you ready? I am so ready. <laughs> I'm okay. like chomping at the bits. <laughs> I know. Me too. Okay. So this kicked off. This is one of those, what would you do kind of episodes. Um, and so what started this conversation was I had a friend who I haven't really spoken to in a few years. Um, her child is doing a fundraiser. So they emailed me to participate in this fundraiser. And I thought it was a little awkward since we haven't really, we haven't really talked in a while. So that's my question for tonight is what would you do? How do you react? Like when somebody, family, friend, acquaintance, whatever, asks you for money or asks you for a gift or to participate in their fundraisers. And I get that that one might be a little new for you, Jessica, because you don't have kids yet. But those Mm -hmm. that listen who have kids, especially like school age, sports playing type kids, like there's fundraisers nonstop. Like everybody has a fundraiser for everything. (laughs) And as a parent, it drives me crazy. So this one really kind of got to me a little bit, I think, deeper just because it it was a fundraiser request. Yeah. I I mean, so having done fundraisers, they're already cringe. Like I hated that. It's so uncomfortable asking people for money, trying to like sell stuff. I'm not a salesman, but like, I also, I don't know if it's because I'm from a small town. So it was different. Like your parents like brought it to work and people at work would just like kind of buy in the break room or you called up your grandparents and aunts and uncles. But to call somebody that you haven't maybe spoken to and I feel like six months is the limit. Like if you haven't spoken to them in six months, you don't get to call and be like, Hey, we have this going on. Especially if you're not reaching out to that same group for your kids fundraisers, like it'd be different if y'all are like kind of going back and forth for each of your kids. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think that it's kind of a weird thing to do. Yeah, that's how I felt too. And so I was like, um, no, I'm not participating. Sorry. And this isn't the first time I've had other people. I know family included that maybe we aren't very close and we don't talk to each other like ever, but we're family. So that's how we're connected. And then they've actually called and was like, Hey, we're really trying to send our kid on this trip and we could, you know, we could use some help. And I'm like, uh, no, I mean, family or not, like I haven't talked to you in well over a year. At all. Like no family functions or anything. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not giving you money. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, like, I will say there are certain fundraisers that are good ones. Like they, like the cookie dough fundraisers are always really big ones. And a lot of people now put it on Facebook for their kids. Like, Hey, my kid's doing this fundraiser. They're selling cookie dough. They're selling pizzas, whatever. And I think that that's not horrible because then if somebody's interested in it and they want something, they can reach out to you. And I think that that's totally fair to do. You aren't hounding people. You're just putting the information out there. 
Yes, that I'm okay with. That doesn't bother me. It's when you pinpoint me out directly and send me emails or text me or call me directly and say, hey, we need you to contribute. And like for this recent example, there wasn't just the one email. Then there's like a reminder every three or four days. So I think I've had like four or five emails so far for this one kid for this one fundraiser. Like, don't forget the deadline's coming up. Make sure you contribute and help so-and-so with their whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is annoying now. Like, yeah. And is there anything that you get out of, out of it? Is it like buying something? No, it's really just donating money. I think I didn't read it all the way through. So maybe you do get something like maybe you get something, but I don't, I didn't, I was like, either way, I'm not like, it wasn't like, here's a catalog, like look through Mm -hmm. it, pick out something you want. It was more like, Hey, we're, we're trying to like, it's a sports fundraiser. So it's for a particular sports team. And so I think it was just like, Hey, we kind of, we need money for this elite team. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. I'm out. Yeah. I've got my own kids in their own sports and their own stuff. We got to pay for <laughs> Yeah. And like for the sake of sounding, I guess not very nice, but like put those kids on the side of the road. We all had to do it. Stand out there with your helmet, wait for people to like drive up and give you money. I, I mean, like, yeah. And I'm the parent too. Like, I hate it because, like, the schools do fundraisers and stuff, too, like, all the time. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to do this. Like, we have one that's going on right now at my younger kids' school. They're in elementary school. And it's like, we really need your help, parents, and we got to sell this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm the parent that's like, at the beginning of the school year, tell me what your goal is and what your breakdown is. Like, does each kid need to contribute 100 bucks? Because I'm just going to write you a check right now for 100 bucks. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not doing your fundraisers. I'm not doing any of that crap, but I will totally write you a check (laughs) and just leave me alone for the rest of the year. Like, don't even ask me for anything. (laughs) Teachers, what do you need? What's your wish list? You want 42 Kleenex boxes? I'll get it for you now. Don't text me in October or December and say, hey, I'm out of tissues. I need more tissues. No, I sent in 42 boxes. You're going to have to, like, I don't know, figure it out now. (laughs) I know that sounds awful. Because I know the teachers need stuff throughout the year, but I'm like, no, I I just can't. (laughs) I just think it's wild that the school districts themselves know that teachers need these things and they don't supply funding for it. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, it, like, I know athletic departments will get like new jerseys and stuff every so often but you still don't have basic school supplies available. Well, I don't know. Cause like kids sports now, like, cause you know, my daughter on the high school level anyway, when she Mm -hmm. plays sports, like for the high school, like we pay for it. Like we buy their jerseys, we buy their uniforms. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. When she played volleyball in um, the fall, it was like 500 bucks. Um, So it was like $400, I think for the volleyball itself, but then Uh like for the district wide, any sport you play, you have a pay to play fee and it's like 75 bucks or a hundred bucks or something just to play sports with the school district. I know it's, it's insane. I don't remember any of this when I was in school, but yeah. I don't either. And I, well, I was on drill team and drill team was different because that wasn't like a, a school. It was a school sport, but it was an extracurricular. Like it wasn't a class period or anything like that. And you had to try out for the team. It's sort of like cheerleading. Like you, you get right. a uniform specifically for you. And then you right. can sell That's it how it was like here. Person, but like the sports teams always had like school issued jerseys and stuff. I don't remember them having. Well, I'll take that back. So Peyton's like the jersey that she wore for games 
she did have to give that back. So we paid, like, I guess our money went to like all the practice uniforms and the shoes and those sorts of things, but mm-hmm. the actual Jersey itself. Yes. She had to give that back. She didn't get to keep that. Oh yeah. No. I was I, like, I this is still expensive. Like, yeah. Like the practice uniforms are even issued. Like everything had like black Sharpie with a number on it. <laughs> yeah. It was a small school though. Like in a right. lot of our probably wouldn't, I don't think we would have had sports teams if kids had to pay to play. Like we truly, I think almost 70% of our kids were on like free or reduced lunch. Like there was no way that we could have had that if people had to pay. Yeah. It's really crazy. And I can't really say I didn't play high school sport. Like I didn't play sports for our high school when I was Mm -hmm. in high school. So I don't know what the fees were really. I can't talk like I know. I mean, I played for the city and stuff. Like we played softball and stuff, but that was different. That was not. Yeah. That was more fun. And those kind of things, like you expect to pay because it's like a right. league outside of the school district. It's so weird to me that they have to pay at a school level. Yeah. Well, and like so like, and and stuff, they like need, but... most kids who play sports, especially like your bigger sports, like baseball, football, uh, I don't know about football, but I know like baseball, volleyball, those kind of things. Not only do they you play at the high school, but most of those kids also play in a competitive league mm-hmm. that's separate from the high school. And that's really expensive. And that's what the fundraiser was for that was sent to me was like a competitive league sport yeah. that this child is playing. Okay. That, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I guess, but I'm like Peyton played competitive league too. And we didn't do fundraisers. It was just like, Hey, you parents are going to have to sell your right leg to, <laughs> to yeah. pay for this. <laughs> you don't need that you- spleen, right? Yeah. Go oh. <laughs> sell it. I'm trying to think like they would have like link cells and stuff. Like we would do link cells, car washes and things like that, but it's so that it contributes money to the entire team. And it's kind of split equally among like right. equipment or getting the jerseys for everybody where parents aren't paying out for the jerseys maybe. Yeah. Or, see, like, like our high school, them. like the high school when you could, it, there was lots of fundraisers and I was like, I'm not participating in any of this crap. Like, what do I need to pay for my kid to play? And I'll just pay it. Um, yeah. But like for them, it wasn't split equally. So if one kid got like so many sponsors or had other people contribute, like, I don't know where that money went because we had a friend once who like got like several sponsors. Like they knew a bunch of people that, you know, I guess were willing to donate money. Like it was enough that could have covered like three kids, but it didn't cover, like we still had to pay full price, like for ours. So like, I don't know where all that money goes. And I think that's the other part of it where I'm like, if you're going to ask me for something or I'm going to have to contribute to this fundraiser, like, I want to know where it goes. Like I want some transparency there. (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. that sounds super lame, but I'm like, I'm tired of just like dishing. It's like every time you turn around as a parent, like you're dishing out cash for something, a sport, a extracurricular, a fundraiser, a school or this, like everybody needs money. And it's, I'm like, man, I, now I can't even like save the pets anymore because I'm like, <laughs> sorry, yeah. somebody's kid needed a soccer ball or something. You know what I mean? So it's like pets have to wait. <laughs> no, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's, it's truly insane. So it makes me crazy. think about having kids because of that. Like, yes, I have a friend who heard kids in daycare and they have like, you you sign up on the sheet for what you're going to bring for party days. And they're like, every holiday is a party day. They have random things that happen. And I'm like, you're already paying like, basically what I pay in rent for your child to go to daycare and then you're doing all this stuff on top of it. And I guess like, if you want to do it, you want to do it as a parent, but like I, my social justice warrior and my like sort of righteous 
soapbox self is just like, that's not fair to the kids whose families truly cannot afford it. You're like maybe scraping by just for the cost of daycare. Like, and now you expect them to go above and beyond. Like, well, and I have a hard time with a lot of these things too, especially like when my kids were in daycare and then like younger, because we've always been really particular about what people, like what they eat or like what our kids eat. And so people bring in all kinds of different snacks and the majority of the time, they're not stuff that I would normally allow my kids to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, there's been a couple of times like at daycare where like my kids have gotten sick because somebody brings in like Hawaiian punch and, and my kids, hot. yeah. And my kids like tummies can't handle that. <laughs> um, and it makes them sick, you know, or they bring in like these, like, I don't even know what they are. Like they're juices, but there's like no juice in it. You know, it's like they're all funky colors and you're not quite sure what's in it. Cause if there's no juice in it, you know, <laughs> yeah. And they get sick. Like they're not, their bodies are not used to eating that kind of crap. So like I had to sometimes get a little particular about like what they were allowed to have and what they weren't allowed to have. Like, cause I do think mm-hmm. my boys were like, there's a certain red food dye that I think they're allergic to, which is what happens when they drink a lot of those fake juices. Cause there's so many fake dyes in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's like, they, they can't have that. So I'd have to like pack extra stuff so that they could be like, okay, it's party time, but you know, you can't have that and you got to have this. So it was even more of a pain, I guess, which, but I did it cause I knew it was my reasons, right. It was like my, my standards that I had to, you know, adjust. <laughs> it also makes it hard on the teachers. I have friends that are teachers like and, and pre-Ks and stuff, and they are constantly spending money those parties and stuff because the school's not Mm -mm. doing a lot of it and like and I think that that's also crap like we have jobs and I've never had to like pay out for like a holiday for my job and like put in extra money like maybe you go to a team dinner or something or meet up with coworkers. like that's different but I've never had to like go out of my way to like get all these different supplies to be able to like host a party unless it was like completely voluntary Sorry if you guys can hear background music. Sounds like my kids are having a party out there. So <laughs> not sure what's happening, but it sounds like they're having fun. Um, I have though, I've had some jobs, especially like when you work, I think in the nonprofit realm, like okay. there has been plenty of jobs where I have like paid out of pocket, like to do stuff for my kids or my clients that I'm working with. Um, but that was always, that was something that I wanted to do. And it was, you know, never like an expectation. And it, it wasn't like, Hey, yeah. every teacher's doing this. So you have to do it too. Kind of a thing. Um, yeah. I feel like with the schools, it's sort of that thing of like, it's expected, yeah. like, Hey, you need to have a Christmas party today. What are you going to do for your class? <laughs> right. Well, and I and will like- say like, cause both my boys go to the same school and my older boys teacher is really on top of all of this. Like they, they do have a party for everything. And and I will say they send home a list, but it's optional. If you want to bring something or not, like you don't have to, um, mm-hmm. but my younger one, like his teacher, like they like rarely have a party, like ever, like they tried to do something on Valentine's day, but my son said that he didn't like the cookies and stuff that came in, like they didn't get to eat it or anything. Like they passed it out and had to like bag it up and take it home. And he said, that's all they did for the whole day. Like, it wasn't really like a party to where like my older son, like they like did no work. Like they sat around, ate their snacks and got to like pass out Valentine's and hang out with, you know what I mean? Like it was an actual like social party. 
Yeah. And so then the younger one's like, why do I always get gypped? You know, like Chase always gets to have all the fun and my teacher does nothing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, babe. You know, so you do yeah. have that too, where it's like some teachers do stuff. Some teachers don't. Yeah. It's really inconsistent. It is. And I know that the world's not fair, but the kids are going to learn that in so many different areas. But I feel like that's not the one that I would like right. off the hill. I'm going to die on for the, them to learn about fairness, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come that's on. funny. So so that's a lot about fundraisers, but I feel like this could go in a lot of different directions because Mm -hmm. people get asked for a lot of stuff. Like, like, can I borrow money? Can you help me here? Or like get invited to stuff like, like for gifts and things. Yeah. Like it's a lot. Yeah. And so I, I, I always like the more I talk about weddings and like the whole etiquette behind it, the more I sound like a grouchy old woman. (laughs) but like I get you know it's one of those things like you like there's sometimes where you might get invited to like a shower or bachelorette party but you aren't invited to the wedding itself if you are not inviting me to your wedding you should not be inviting me to your shower or your bachelorette party that is wait I've never heard of that that's like that's that's wrong yeah, it's really that's crazy. really like, rude. That's like, hey, I want you to come and I want you to bring me a gift, but I don't want you to come actually celebrate in the day with me. Yeah, I don't like that. That's gross. I either. And I think like if you have to have a smaller wedding for financial reasons or whatever, you can't invite anybody, everybody. Like I, I do get that. Like sometimes work people will throw you sure. showers and you're like, you weren't planning on inviting your work people. And I think a lot of people at work understand that they're not going to be invited to their, your wedding. They're doing that shower because they want to, not because they're looking for an invite. But right. if, like, if I invite, if I'm throwing it shower, though, yeah, like if I'm throwing like a personal social shower or like my maid of honor is or something like that, I feel like that's different. Cause now you're right. like, yeah, you're inviting people to basically come give you a gift. That's not other people coming together to say, Hey, you know, we, we know your big day's coming up. So we pulled together and we got you a gift. Like that's very different. I think. I think so too. Like it's, I think that's just like completely different, but yeah. Like if you have a shower that your family's hosting and you invite friends, but then don't invite them to your wedding, like don't invite them to your shower. Right. Most of the time, like if I know someone's getting married or something like that, you know, if somebody wants to get you a gift, they're going to get you a gift. But like, I think sometimes hmm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to come off like a really big asshole. So I just need to like preface <laughs> that now. Like I know I'm very aware of how this is about to sound like the whole thing behind like, Oh, I'm getting married and let me go ask for all this stuff. Like when people have already been living together for a while, like I get it. If you're like rocking your pants from college or something and you ask for new pants, but when there's people that have like just moved in, just had a housewarming party and then are like re-asking for all this shit, I'm like, they're getting married because you love each other, not because you want the free gifts, but it's kind right. of seeming like you want the free gifts. Well, and I don't understand, and this is going to sound, I don't know how it's going to sound, but I don't really care. So if when you're getting married, right, and you decide to have a shower, because now there's like a wedding shower, but there's also bridal showers. And then there's the bachelorette parties, which people bring gifts to those things too, which is weird. So I'm like, and then the actual wedding. So I'm like, how many gifts do you have? Do you have to bring gifts for every single event? Because I'm like, let's do this one and done here. Like, tell me what you want. Let me get you a gift. Let me send you some cash, whatever. And then I want to be done. Yeah. I'll show up no, to all I your events. I can help plan them, whatever. But damn, this is a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's one gift. That's at least the role that I grew up on. Like if I go to your bridal shower and I bring you a gift and then we, I go to your bachelorette party, like I don't have to bring a gift to the bachelorette party unless there's a lingerie shower. Then like I, I do that, but that's like a fun thing to do. Yes, and I don't, I don't yeah. hate that. But I, I, I feel like also if you know that the bachelorette party is happening in a lingerie shower, you can go to a bridal shower empty handed. You don't have to bring a gift then if you're already planning on doing a gift later. I think that's totally fair. I, but I don't, I think it's different though because yeah. of like, I feel like as I get older, it might not be the same. Like, but see, but like then there's also like engagement part. Like there's a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, I always wonder like if there's etiquette, like, so if we got engaged and we had an engagement party and you come to that and, you know, I guess gifts are kind of sort of optional for that. I don't know. Do you always bring a gift for an engagement party? I don't know. But then let's say you don't get married for like a year or two years later. So then you have like, so if you, let's say you brought an engagement gift, but then the shower, the wedding showers, like 12, 14, 15, 16 months later, like, I feel like you almost have to bring another gift then because now yeah. so much time has passed. You don't really, you know, the credit's worn out. Then. Yeah. I was, and then, yeah. and then the wedding and all the other, like, I just, it, there's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. I feel like it's a lot too when you're in weddings, like, cause you, you don't have to bring a gift to all that, but a lot of times you're hosting it and then yes. you're buying a gift on top of hosting and it, it's like, and then just all the like clothes you have to buy if you're in it, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to buy the dress, the shoes, and a lot of times you guys are getting your nails done together and get your hair done together and you have makeup. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times there's, that's a huge expense on top of it, you know? Yeah. And I will say like, I've had some pretty good brides where like they've paid for, if like we need to get our hair and makeup done, they'll pay for one or the other. So then you're only having to like cover one thing. And I don't well, like, it depends on who they choose. Sometimes it's really worth it. Like my sister's wedding, I would, I would pay that again for sure because it was the hair and makeup was flawless. Like I could not have done that myself, but I've been in some weddings where I'm like (laughs) this hair, you have to like, like go back and touch it up. Genuinely refixing your hair like five minutes right. before the wedding starts. And it's like, I just paid $180 for my hair to look like I let my little cousin do it or something. Right. This is not going to make, this is not going to come out and make me, <laughs> my, my like whole sweet girl persona just got blown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, it's just real. Like, you know, it's real. And it's I think I, I used to think that groomsmen, I was like, God, they have it so easy. Like they don't host showers and stuff like that. But I feel like bachelor parties are really bachelor parties are expensive because you want to decorate, you want to like have themes and stuff. Bachelor parties get expensive because those guys will go like to really expensive places. Yes. And nobody's buying them drinks. Like at a bachelor party, you're getting some drinks bought and things like that. Guys don't have that. And then their suit rentals, like at least for my bridesmaids dresses, I get to keep them. I can resell them if I want to. They're just renting a suit for $200 and have to give to give it back. Like, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, like for them, they generally always match. Like sometimes the girls will like be able to get a different style of dress. Even, like maybe it's the same color, but a different cut or, you know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of flexibility with with the guys, they all have to match. And like the few weddings, like that my husband has been in, like the shoes are really expensive. Like, cause you know, that 
they're, they all have to match. So you're buying brand new shoes for it all. And it's, you know, like girls, sometimes you can find a decent pair of shoes for, you know, 50 bucks or less. Like the guys should like a hundred bucks or more, you know, <laughs> like they're expensive shoes. And my husband will never, ever wear them again, ever. Like he is not the kind to like dress up for stuff. Like if he's going to mm-hmm. dress up, like he's going to wear his cowboy boots. Right. <laughs> so yeah. these expensive suit shoes that we are buying are going to sit in the closet for eternity. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have yeah. never thought about the shoes. A lot of the weddings that I've been in, the guys just wear their cowboy boots with their suits. So it's sort of. Yeah. And that's a Texas thing, but over here in Florida, they gets a little different. Like they get. That makes sense. Yeah. And like the last wedding he was in, they didn't rent suits. Like they all had to wear like the same, like khaki linen pants because it was like a summer wedding so they uh-huh. had to like so we had to buy these like linen-ish type pants with the brown leather shoes and then how did they they just wear white button-up shirts I don't know I can't remember now but I just remember these linen pants because I thought it was hilarious because I was like who's gonna iron those for you because I don't iron like I have tried ironing is one of those things that I just like can't seem yeah. to do <laughs> Like my mom has tried to teach me. My husband has tried to teach me. Like I can iron. I can do exactly what they tell me to do. And it just does not work. Can <laughs> like, make it so much worse. Like I iron in the wrinkles somehow. Like I make oh, the no. wrinkles like set into it. It's really bad. So I'm like, you're on your own. Like I am not, I can't help you with these linen pants. Like they wrinkle so bad. Like, I don't know. You better put some of that downy spray <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> I don't know what I'm to tell you. Be, like the sweat like the sweat of a linen pant, like especially a khaki one. I know linen's supposed yeah. to be cool. That that shows through. I mean, luckily we were indoors for most of the wedding. Like they did take some pictures outside, but like the ceremony and, and the reception, everything was indoors. Um, but I was like, man, sorry. <laughs> I didn't pick it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I have not thought about that. I, like mm. now I'm, the more we talk, I'm like, I don't know about kids. They're expensive. I don't know about weddings. They're expensive. <laughs> yes. Everything is so expensive. Like, holy crap. It and that's why like, don't ask me for money. And I feel like, like this, like even like goes into like volunteering for me a little bit. Cause I love to volunteer my time for certain things. Like, you know, things that are, I'm passionate about, but now that I have three kids and life is busy, like I don't really have the time to give to anybody. So I'm much more likely to just like write a check to somebody or send them money. Cause like, but then I feel bad. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm sure the money helps, but I'm sure they also need bodies and hands, you know, to like do the work itself. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't do it. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I think that that it helps though, because like there's people who don't have the money, but have the time so they can go and do, and you have the time, you, you have the money, but not the time. Like, I think that it needs, like most volunteer organizations need that kind of balance. Well, good. Cause I, yeah, I just don't have it. Like, and I feel bad because like the schools are always like, oh, we're going to put on this, you know, science night or this or that. And we need parent volunteers. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I sound like such a bad parent. If you're on the PTA, you're, I mean, I'm just not your group. Like I'm just, I'm not, I tried to be the PTA mom for a long time. Like when my kids were really little and I did it. But I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the value in it anymore. <laughs> there. I'm so worried I'm that I'm going to be a monster of a PTA mom because you know, I love to go like all out and stuff. I genuinely think yeah. 
I think my daughter, so when we lived in Texas before we moved back, my kids went to a a school that had a really large population of wealthy kids, right? And so mm-hmm. these moms, I used to call them the yoga pants because these moms didn't work. They were stay-at-home moms. They all had the same hair. You know, they all showed up to the school every day with their yoga pants and their Starbucks. And they spent mm-hmm. their day at the school doing all the PTA stuff. Like, and I was like, I work. Like, I can't be here. They would schedule all the PTA meetings during the day, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is great for you guys. Like the fundraisers were huge. Like, and they were like big events to where like you would go to the events and there would be auctions and different things like that. Like it was all, these people, their goal was to see who could spend the most money. So like they would, I'm telling their biggest event, like they would bid on who got the first parking spot in the parent pickup line. And they would like outbid each other. It was basically just a pissing contest between these moms to like see who could spend the most of their husband's money. Like I'm talking about like eight, ten thousand dollars that they for a parking spot for a school year to be in the front line or the front spot of the parent pickup line. Like I was like, what? This is when you like bring the flask in your boot because I'm like, this is just a shit show now, and I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it. (laughs) In fucking same yes <laughs> so that experience turned me off of the pta because i was like okay first of all yeah. i just don't mix well here like this isn't my thing you know but so now we're at a school where it's not like that and they really do need the money and they really do need the the hands and the bodies and i'm just like i'm can i write you a check and then just don't call me anymore and we probably won't even show up to this science night i know that sounds bad but i just can't <laughs> busy like y'all have baseball y'all have volleyball like y'all were going every single week for a long time like a lot of times like especially if you're in a select sport or like a competitive one outside of the school you don't have your evenings free to go do stuff at the school and kids are at school for eight hours a day like why do they need to go back more right and I'm like I love that y'all are doing some hands-on science stuff but can't y'all just do this in science class like like make science fun Every day, not just one night of the year where we all pitch in and have to like donate blood and give a kidney to pull it off. And like, no, like just here, I'll donate the money. Like now do these science experiments in class. Make it fun. Mm -hmm. Part of the curriculum. My school actually did do that. We had science night. I remember we had like a play about the planets and it, that was stuff like would happen after school hours. But for like for kids also, like they need to go to bed. So if you're a working yes. parent, your kids go to daycare after school, you pick them up, have to go back to the school, and then you're not getting home till eight thirty or nine. You still need to feed them, do their homework because teachers still don't stop homework on nights like that. Right. And then they're not getting to bed until eleven. And then like I have heard and I imagine that like it really fucking sucks to deal with grouchy kids the next morning because they didn't get enough sleep. Yes. I just, I don't know. I feel like COVID has really messed with me too. Cause like now my mind is like, there's more important things than doing all these things we said we should do because that's what parents should do. And that's what schools should do. Like it really is more like we're going to find other things that bring us joy as a family versus what you need at the school. And I'm trying not to sound jaded. I feel like I sound like the total anti-school mom and that's not really my position, but <laughs> like, I just, yeah, it's like so much. When parents get burnout too, like we, we talk a lot about like kids getting burnout of sports and school and just 
like COVID has really shown us like how much some kids need breaks and how much we were huh. asking the kids when they can't drive themselves and they can't make those decisions to like be responsible, show up to practice on time. Like the parents taking on that like executive burden of like making those decisions, keeping everybody on track after they're doing all that. It sucks. It's a lot. <laughs> really a lot. And so I'm going to be a parent sympathizer right now. I'm going to publicly apologize to my parents for all the shit I put them through. Yeah. Yeah. And then like everybody tells you, so like now it's like the the teachers tell you, Oh, well they need to practice reading every single day. You got to read with each kid, 15, 30 minutes, whatever. And then they need to practice this. Like they, so every subject you're having to practice homework or whatever. Well, if they play a sport, the coaches are telling the same thing. Oh, they need to practice this at home. Like we can really tell who's practicing at home with their kids and who can't and all this stuff. And you know, everywhere you go, you know, if you have church, you have religion, like they're, everything is back on the parents. And I'm like, I'm just trying to teach my kid to be like a polite, well-adjusted kind of well-mannered kid who's, you know, happy most of the time. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we'll throw some reading in there and yeah, we're going to throw some math in there. But like this commitment where like parents are supposed to do like 30 minutes of this every single night and 30 minutes of that. And thir- like, there's just not enough time to do all of this stuff that every coach, teacher, whatever thinks needs to happen at the end of the day. Like it just, is unrealistic, you know, and then it puts, just puts pressure on parents. Cause they're like, Oh, well, we're supposed to do this to be considered good parents. And so you're, it's just like attention, like, you know, it's just boiling up what I'm trying to think of what I call about, you know, where it's like, like boiling up all this tension and people just like, like oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like at some point, like you just can't, it's not realistic, you know, and then parents feel guilty because they can't join the PTA or they're not part of this or they're not helping there. They're not cutting paper for the teacher or whatever. Like, so I had to learn to let go of a lot of that. And I have, <laughs> so I'm here to tell yeah. all the other parents, like, it's okay to say, screw it. I can't do it all. Pick what's yeah, most important okay. to you and focus yeah. on that. Yeah. I think that that's like every school kind of needs those parents that want you, those parents that can't, those parents that are willing to write the check. Like you need that to make the world. Go- and that is how the world works. You're going to have yeah. people that like, need to get in there and need to be hands-on the other people that just kind of show up and put in their vote and move on. And the people that are like, here's, I'll fund it. I'm not doing it. though. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful, beautiful metaphor for how the world actually runs. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I think a lot of it's just guilt. You know, I think we've talked a lot about this, you know, just people in general will feel guilty if they're doing things that are not doing things that they think they should be doing or something like that. So yeah. parents, I it's okay. That. Don't feel guilty. I do absolutely understand that. I don't have that with like school or kids or anything like that, but I used to feel so, so I nannied as like a personal assistant in college. That was my first job. I just sort of was like the catch all. They paid mm-hmm. me to show up, and take care of the kids, do the taxes and like clean houses. <laughs> it was just like a lot. Um, <laughs> and I, so it was three girls and two of the girls had gymnastics, but they didn't have it at the same time. So like, I would basically have to be like, this kid's going into gymnastics first. We're going to do her reading while the other ones are working on their homework pages, because mm-hmm. then I can do the reading with the other two while the first one's in her gymnastics thing. And we're going to be sitting in the bleachers doing our homework reading. And as it was stressful, like as an 18 year old who didn't really have to do all the other parental functionings, I just had to make sure they had a snack and their homework was done before mom and dad picked, picked them up from gymnastics. Like, right. But oh my God, like the time management and going like, well, what was your homework today? What did you not finish at school? Like, 
oh, you didn't read yesterday. So now you have to do double the reading today. Like, yes, it's freaking insane. And they would cry. So then you're fighting with the kids because they're crying. They don't want to do their homework. They're throwing a fit. You're trying not to start screaming and hollering because that's not appropriate. And you're like, I want to cry too. Like I was like, failing classes in college. And I'm like, I also don't want to do math. And now I'm having to learn how to do your freaking math. Cause it's not the same as mine was whenever I was right. in third grade. What the fuck is going right. on? I know. And then I we have these teachers who, like, you have to sign things every night. Like they have a calendar and they'll like a behavior chart and all kinds of stuff. And you have to, as a parent, remember to initial this crap every single day. So even though I may look at it, I may not always have a pen ready, right? When I look at it and I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. You had a great day. Good. Like you can go do all your stuff. I'll sign this later. Well, then life happens, but we've had teachers where like the kids get punished, Mm-hmm. if the parent doesn't sign their stupid folder every single day, like they don't get to go to fun Friday or they don't get to go to the treasure box or whatever the, the fun part of this behavior plan is. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like, that's a lot. Like, I'm going to forget every now and then, please don't punish my kid because I forgot to initial it today. I'll catch it up tomorrow or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really, this is the, what's top priority. And I've had like notes sent home, like sticky notes on the front of the folder make sure you sign. And I'm like, so then I, I'm the passive aggressive parent. So I signed it. And then I'll stick another sticky note on top of their sticky note that says all signed, like in all caps. <laughs> I'm like, don't like, it just, it's annoying. Like, really, this is what you have time for. You can't get tissues, but you make sure you have sticky notes to call me out when I forget to sign the stupid folder. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's, it's annoying. It is annoying. And I like, I don't know if there's enough transparency because I'm sure like there's somebody behind the teacher telling them like, we need to have these parent signatures. We need to do oh, this. I'm this, sure. this. And like, there's no transparency. So then it's just like, Oh gosh. I know. And the poor kids are just caught in the crossfires of that. Like, I know. <laughs> they're just trying to like figure out how not to piss on themselves. In school <laughs> I know it's so ridiculous. But then it comes and then you have like birthdays, right? So, and I'm sure, I mean, adults have this too. Like what's the etiquette for like birthday presents? And at like what age do you stop giving birthday presents when you've been invited to like a birthday celebration? Because I feel like if you're like 28 and you're like, hey, it's my birthday and we're all going to go out to dinner. Okay, I'll meet you for dinner, but I'm probably not going to bring you a gift unless you're like, like my BFF or like something like if we're just yeah. like somewhat friends, like I'll show up and I'll celebrate with you. I'll probably buy you a drink or something, or maybe I'll buy your dinner, maybe depending on how close we are. Um, but I'm not bringing a gift. I think that's 100% fair. Like I feel like birthday parties after 21, your gift is a drink. If you're a drinker, it's a drink. If you're not a drinker, it's let me get, let me cover your dinner. Hey, I'm going to buy the apps or like something. Right. Um, and I also want to say this and I like have recently been like, this should be just the automatic thing. I have a very strong opinion on this. This is just basically Jessica's going to show how much of an asshole she is. In her <laughs> <own friends>. um, <laughs> I love that this whole show has turned into like the asshole <laughs> etiquette that we have put in place. We're like exposing <laughs> ourselves right now. Because people <laughs> annoy us. I know. Jeez. But like if I go out to a birthday dinner and it's a big group of us, and I intend to like one, like cover something for the birthday person, but then somebody else covers it. I'm like, damn it. You took away my gift. So I think that collectively as a societal whole, we should decide 
if a bunch of us are going out to birthday dinner for the birthday girl, we just tell the waiter, take that person's stuff and split it down all of our checks. So then we all get to contribute to that one person. So we have all provided a gift. We've all done our thing that we had to do, the etiquette, whatever. And then we can move on. And now I don't have to go, shit, somebody bought the dinner. Now I have to go buy a candle and drop it off later. So I feel like that's really good for the people. And I've never been a waitress, but I would suspect that the waitress would be like, damn it, now I have to, you know, divide up this twelve ninety nine meal amongst 10 people. <laughs> probably. He's like, you can't win. Yeah. She's probably like, I'm spitting your food later. <laughs> you can't win. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. Oh God, I didn't think about that. That's they and they're probably already mad like, that they there's twelve checks. So, like it's like throw yes. down a fucking card and y'all Venmo later. Like there's enough. Right. I'm still like swearing a lot this episode, so I guess maybe we should put like an explicit thing at the beginning. <laughs> a few f bombs <laughs> have been dropped. Um, but then that brings you to the other thing because like some big groups instead of just paying for their own meal will will do that. So they'll just take the whole tat like the total bill and then just divide mm-hmm. it amount like equally amongst all the people that are there. So if the bill was like a hundred bucks and there's five of you, you know, everybody gets 20 bucks, you know, works out good for some people and other people doesn't work out good for depending on what you got. Yeah. Well, like, like Nick, like he doesn't like drink soda really. And he never drinks alcohol. Like he's not a big drinker at all. So if like, we're going out and it's a birthday dinner and people are all drinking. Like he is like, really, I get the short end of the stick because I'm not drinking. And then mm-hmm. y'all's drinks are like eight, 10 bucks a piece. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. So it brings up kind of like that too, like the etiquette and what's fair and not fair. Yeah. I think with certain people, like I don't mind because you know, like it's going to come out in the wash, like eventually right. they're going to get you and whatever. But with it, when it's with a group of people that you don't know, it's like, I think you just kind of have to like mentally prepare for it, which really does suck because a lot of places now won't do split checks. They're like, no, like we aren't going to split it. Um, and I think that's fair. Like there's too much, there's too much already at our fingertips to be able to split a check that way anyway. But, you know, like there's some people that struggle with money. Like maybe they don't get paid for two days, so they're putting it on a credit card. And now you're making them where they have to Venmo you. Right. And they're like freaking out going, I don't have the money to Venmo you right now. I was going to take care of this on Friday. And now I have to figure out like how to like be nice about it and be like, hey, I'll get you your money Friday. And then hope right. they don't ask any questions. Like, and I think that's like more so like a younger person thing. Like when you're right out of college working your first job, like there are sometimes I was one of those. I did not manage my money well. Like I might have been like, all right, today's a credit card day because I'm getting paid till tomorrow and I will do stuff. And instead of staying home, like I should, I'm going to still go out and have fun. Yeah. I think that definitely comes up and it, it is hard. I think for, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck like that, I mean, it does happen, you know? Yeah. And I think most people are living paycheck to paycheck. Like I don't, I think some of those things just need to be like cleared up up front. Like, where are we going? Like who's, who am I with? Right. Like, cause if it's with really close friends or, you know, they probably would be like, all right, whatever, just give it, give it to me on Friday. Like it's no big deal. But if it's yeah. like maybe acquaintances or God forbid, like work buddies, you know, like a happy hour for work, like that might be a little embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Super embarrassing. And like, if it's a big group, like if you're with 20, 20 people and like, I don't know, like you, it's your turn to pick up the check were you planning on paying for 20 people? Because yeah. I, mean, I grew up in a family, like we weren't poor, but 
I definitely like taking a family of five out to dinner is really expensive. Like it's not something yes. that we just did all the time. Like that was a treat because it's going to be $200 even at a cheap restaurant by the time it's all said and done. I know. We, my husband talks about this all the time. He's like, we eat out way too much. It's so expensive. And I'm like, I know, but I love it so much. <laughs> I know it's, that's probably, I mean, it works still like we don't eat out usually during the week. Like we like maybe one or two nights a week, but still that's a lot like for a family of five to eat out one or two nights a week. Yeah. Well, then like, you know, like you don't want to do fast food, but fast food is the most right. affordable option for a lot of people. Like, sorry, my neighbor upstairs is walking. I thought somebody was trying to get into my house. <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going with that. I yeah, don't either. I lost it. I, I just scared the shit out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I did when we got set up and like I had weird lighting. It looked like I was about to tell ghost stories. Yes. Okay. I have a question now on like the etiquette thing for gifts because I, I'm assuming it was the same for y'all. Like when you graduate, you send out graduation announcements to people and it's usually like your extended family and stuff to so just be like, this is a big accomplishment if you don't get a thank you card after you send it out money or something, and then you get another graduation announcement, like after college or wedding thing, are you like a little bit bitter about it? Because it's like, oh, you I'm didn't totally take the bitter. time. Okay. <laughs> I, but, and then I feel bad because I know that that's not necessarily the norm now. Like people don't like, that's, it's not as common as you would, hope or think that it should be right. Like a lot of times, like they don't do it. Like I feel bad. Like even after like my kid has a birthday party, I used to send out thank you cards, but then I've had like some families like, Oh, that was kind of weird. So now I just send out like birth, like thank you texts or something like that to the parents. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, thanks so much for letting your kid come. And thanks for the gift, like whatever. But nowadays, like we don't usually even get that. And this brings me to another thing is like, what's the appropriate like amount to spend, you know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like some people go, especially like for kids' birthdays, like we had one kid come to one of my kids' parties and, but I mean, spent a lot of money, probably like 80 bucks. And my kid's like six. And I'm like, we don't even really know you that well. And if you now invite me to my, your kid's birthday, I feel like I need to spend that on your kid and I don't want to spend that on your kid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Now I sound like the asshole too, but I'm like, I don't want to spend 80 bucks on a six-year-old's birthday that I don't know that well. But is it that we have to spend that like as a recipro like reciprocation thing? I don't know. Um, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. Like, I don't know what the etiquette is. Like we just have it. Like we think that we should. Well, I don't. We're like yeah. And, and, and listen, I've, I sound like a really sucky parent friend here, but now like I don't even try to buy like toys or gifts, like unless I really know the kid and know what the kid likes. Like if it's just somebody in my kid's class, I'm like, here's 20, 25 bucks, stick it in a card, happy birthday that, or a little gift card yeah. to Target or something like that. Like I, I'm not even going to try to attempt to buy your kid a toy, No, but I have I had some parents in the invite will say my kid likes these things. Which in some ways is helpful. In other ways, I'm like, oh, well, here, your kid's still getting 20 bucks. She can go buy those things for herself. I think that cash is always an option. I truly believe that cash is always an option. I'm, I'm so much of a cash parent now. Like when like, it comes to give, I feel like this, I've like made myself out to be the most thoughtless. 
it's not low solid. effort. Yeah, low effort friend ever. <laughs> I don't think it's thoughtless though. Like you're still making it a point to show up to give to do whatever. Yes. Like I like I would much rather like if if somebody's gonna give me a gift and they don't know what I want or if they haven't asked or if they don't really know me like the the money truly will go a lot further than you think it is. Like maybe there's yes. something that I've been eyeballing at the store that I haven't gotten. Like if you give me birthday money. I will go buy something that I wouldn't normally buy myself. Like I don't use it for like, some people worry about that. They're like, I don't want you to use, you know, this yeah. money for don't like, pay yourself a bill. Yeah. Like actually buy yourself a gift. Like I am, I will buy myself a gift. Don't you worry about that. Like any excuse to treat myself, I will take it. Um, but like, I would much rather that. And then I will even text you and be like, Hey, you know, thank you so much for the money. I was able to buy this. Like I, love to be able to do that to people like that was so fun like yeah ma'am like I hate it when I get a gift oh this is gonna sound horrible but like if you get something and it's not what you want or need and you're like I can't return it I gotta figure out what to do with it like Pete mm-hmm. I love decorating my house and I'm like very particular about my decorations like you've been in it it's almost like a little museum of Jessica in a weird way yeah and so like sometimes people get me stuff from my house and I, it's just not something that I would like ever want, but I feel bad and I will like keep it where I know where it's at. So then when those people come over, I put it out so that they can see it and it looks like I'm using it and then I take it down and that makes me feel even worse. I mean, listen, <laughs> you're much nicer. yeah, no, I get it. I mean, most people don't buy me stuff from my house anymore, so that's. Like that part will eventually go away. You won't have to worry about it as much. Um, but yeah, there are some things, you know, but and usually the things that I get aren't small things that I can easily put away. Like it's something that I would have to like keep hung up on the wall, like forever or something, you know? Yes. And it's different. Like if it's somebody that really knows you, knows your style, like if my mom were to get me something from my house, I would use it because she knows my style Usually she sends me a couple options. Like, what do you like? Yeah. Like, that's very different. But like, I don't know. I'd be like, if it's like if I sent you something like, for your house and you were like, oh, thanks. And then yeah. if I come once a year and you stick it out, like to me, that's not that big of a deal. But if it's somebody that comes over regularly that you feel like it's a pain in the butt to have to put it away and take it out and put it away and take it out. Like that would, to me, would drive me insane. Yeah. And I will say this. I just bought a couple people some like pieces of art, but I like, I, there was some thoughtfulness behind it. Like my sister, I just got her and her husband. They just closed on their first house. So oh, just yay. Homeowners. And for their like little closing gift, I gave them a, it's a drawing of the place that they went on their first date. Like oh, to be in the yeah. house. And I was like, that's a very different type of thing for a home. Like if somebody gave me yes. something like that, I would love that. Like that's very different. Like, but don't get me like if it's like, like coffee table decor. Or, yeah, you know if it's like hot pink and has fur and things like that that you might have had in your college dorm, like yeah, maybe not. Yeah, you know, like and I, I don't know, like a candle is always good. If you're gonna get somebody something yeah. for their home, I always say a candle. But you have to be careful because like the scents can be like if somebody buys me a vanilla candle. It's going straight in the trash. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I hate vanilla. Like, I hate vanilla. Hate hate it, hate it. Um, So I don't even, like, want it just out if I can still smell the vanilla. Like, I just, I'm going to re-gift it to somebody. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) You know, 
a gift that you can re-gift is not a bad gift. I don't think so either. I, I actually have a box full of those. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever there's like something last minute or something I forgot and I'm like, oh, we need to bring them a gift. Like I will totally pull out the box and be like, what's in here that you think they'll like? <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's like personal preference, but like, don't buy me anything for my house. I don't love it when people buy me clothes, like, because I'm so oh, particular with my clothes. Yeah. And then like, that's pretty much it. Like I, that's not a lot. Like, I don't think that's too, too much to be like, those are off limits. Well, I don't like clothes. I also, I had a friend once whose husband like always bought her like bras and panties and things. And I just thought it was so weird and she loved it. It worked for them. But I was like, I don't. I don't know. I don't want you to buy my bras, especially like the ones I'm going to wear like every day. Like it'd be one thing if it's like, Hey, I bought you some lingerie like one time, like whatever. But like, no, like he bought her like all the time, like her everyday stuff. And I'm like, all I can picture now is you, some weird, creepy man in the lingerie section of the store, like Mm -hmm. going through the stack of panties, trying to find my size. Like, it's just the whole thing about it is weird. Like, don't buy me that either. That like goes in the clothes section. Like, just don't, just don't, mm-hmm. don't try. Like, that's weird. If you want to buy me some lingerie, maybe. I don't think I'd hate that, but like, I don't need you to buy my like nighttime granny panties. Right. Like, like I, I don't even want you to see those, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just weird. I don't like it. Don't. Oh, like if you really like, I guess the only clothes that I would be like, yeah, you remember that. It's like, like. Lululemon leggings or something like something that's like, like, Hey, I'm going to put this in the cart. You go pay for it. <laughs> but I want to go buy like a guy clothes. Like, cause I know that the style of clothes that I like on guys, not always their style. Like I will buy my I husband like shirts like, and stuff like that. Like that yeah. doesn't like that, but like, I won't buy his pants or anything. Cause I'm like, you need to try those on. Like, I know guys are a little easier. Like he's like, well, I need Levi's and this size. And that's like, they're fine. But I'm like, no, you go. No, pick up the same pair of pants, same size, same color, same everything. And one of them will fit and the other one will not. And it's yeah. like, you don't even know why. Right. I'm like, you're on your own there. I'm not buying your shoes. Like I'm not doing any of that stuff. You go, you go shop, go figure it out. Uh, and I know that that's like, I, but it's, we're at that age of technology, like where I can make you a list and then you can just buy off the list, which is yes. why registries are awesome. I do think, you know, to like round it out, like, if, if you have a wedding in your, if you're going to buy a wedding gift and somebody has a registry, you should stick to the registry or you should give money. Don't go off I, script. I agree with that. If they took like, the time to pick out stuff that they actually liked, just, just go with it. And it's easier for you. You don't have to like try to figure out. I think that's when people are like, oh, I like this. So they should like it too. Well, no, 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 no. We, we may not have the same taste. Just go off the list. I gave it to make it easy uh-huh. for you. And if you're my friend and you've recently gotten married and done a registry and I call you and I say, Hey, what did you like? Like, that's, that's me asking you for your help and things like that. But yeah. Like what on this list do you really want? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I've, you know, if you've lived alone and have gotten all these things over the years, you don't really need new things. Like, right. It feels kind of wasteful. Well, I'm glad that money is always the option. Cause that's, that's seriously my go-to now. I'm, Money's I'm always the option. I'm just going to own the whole low effortness here and I'm going to, I think I'm okay with it. I'm okay with being low yeah. effort. There's still thought in there. 
it's thoughtful. You're, you're giving them the opportunity to get what they want that they might yep. not have gotten otherwise. And I think Absolutely. That very that's how I'm selling it. It's the most go. thoughtful gift ever. <laughs> we completely fix gifting. Nobody needs to ever go to another source. This is it. We got it. <laughs> Stop the fundraisers. Here's the gift etiquette. We got you covered. Got you covered. I mean, <laughs> how else do we end? I think that we have to call it a night now. <laughs> I I am with you. Um, we had a, so much fun with this. You guys stick with us. We'll be back again soon. <laughs>